Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So if you're wine drunk and ready to cry, Peach, Mikey, and Todd are telling you why. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Your favorite films, they'll rip them to shreds with these guys in charge. Tell romance is dead. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Todd sees you when you're sleeping. Mike likes to sniff your hair. Pages and Ebenezer Scrooge just don't give a damn. So listen up now, the show's gonna start. Peach, Mikey, and Todd will steal your heart. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. I'm Paige. Wait, hold on. Mm. My brain hurts. Mm. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the. Fuck you. Mm. Thank you for. (laughs) Fuck. Quit humming. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, mm. Mikey made us watch Falling, Falling for, for Christmas. Christmas. It's a pun. AKA Snowverboard. It's a pun. It is a pun. She fell for Christmas. I'll say this, though. She didn't fall. She slid backwards off a mountain and then hit her yeah. head on a tree. That sounds like a fall with more details. I mean, a fall implies some sort of body off of the ground. She never left the ground. She rolled down some of that. Okay. She hit her head. I mean, she, I mean, not to make everyone sad, but like she almost got Sonny Bonoed in this. So She did. Or frozen. And I don't mean the let it go one. I mean the horror version Oh one you that mean we the did. one Where they got eaten By wolves Yeah Because he had that Tasty leg meat Just like Sitting out there From when he jumped Off the I ski mean, lift I mean if he's not Using it Then do the right thing And help feed the planet mm-hmm. The circle life I mean there's no Cannibalism <laughs> in this movie I think we need to Leave our cannibal Thoughts at the door And come address This movie Mikey what, what are your Thoughts since you Picked it Go ahead Michael One I think I liked it. It definitely tapped into that part of your brain that just shuts down while you watch Christmas movies like this. <laughs> yes. Where you're like, 40 minutes has gone by? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here's, okay, critically, sure. I don't like that he ran into her and spilled coffee on the dress. It fucked with the rest of the movie me for me. Me too, because there's no way he wouldn't remember that interaction yes especially when she was in a red dress i mean maybe if it was like a month later but it was like a week later actually it was less it was like three days it's later the same day by the way it's later the same day (laughs) it's later the same day it's because he leaves from there to go back to the resort and then he's like hold on i've got a, a sleigh appointment at like four and goes in the sleigh and meanwhile she does the whole Ski thing. It's later the same day. That is bonkers. Although I'll say 
when they start to like quote unquote fall in love, which they don't, they, they have they zero don't, chemistry, there's no chemistry in, this movie. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, Paige. But that's one of the tenets of these kinds of movies. But I hate that about I mean, it. I agree. This movie would be way better if we replaced the main dude with someone who was a little bit more shouldery and more beefy, and they started boning twenty minutes in. No, see, I like the main dude. He works for me, but also they should they should start boning twenty minutes in. But like. <laughs> I keep the main dude. And and honestly, she's not that bad bad either. It's just the story. Well, the story is awful. But I love it. I love it though. They picked all of the different elements of Hallmark Christmas movies to add to a Netflix more budgety Christmas movie. Like Ski Resort. We gotta save it. She's from the city. She's rich. Right. He owns this hotel. There's Christmas decorations every fucking where. He is a single dad always. Yeah. Yes. No, the single dad part, super unnecessary as well. I love it though. I, his daughter's great. I did too. This. She's cute. Yeah, she's, she's adorable. Cute. I love those movies, so who cares? I do think, Mikey, you're right. It does have all of the... I'll say low budget charm of a like Hallmark yes. or Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. but on a bigger budget scale. And I was here for it. Like it ushered in a feeling of Christmas time at my house. Yeah. To where we put up all yes. five of our Christmas trees, Mike. Good Jesus Lord. <laughs> hey, do you know where this was filmed? It looked like Vale. I want to know. So it was filmed in Park City, Utah, uh, at multiple different ski resorts in the area. Okay. That seems unnecessary. There really is not skiing a lot in this movie, but that's fine. That's the least of my problems with this movie. Same. Yeah. So you guys obviously have seen it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today. How long ago did you watch it? You saw, So Paige, you saw it today. Mikey, you saw it how recently? Like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Also, I zoned out. Like, there's big portions. I'm just like, did I miss it? What happened? <laughs> but that, that's why I like these movies. I shut down and go into some sort of, like, hypnotoed Christmas coma. Did you say hypnotoed <laughs> Christmas coma? Because All if glory you to did, the hypnotoed. That is now going to be our punk band's Christmas album. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing about these movies. I get the Christmassy vibe. Super here for it. Yes. I do like that they fix some of the problems with Overboard, i.e. kidnapping uh, and a few other things where she seems to have a lot more agency in this movie. But in some ways, their relationship then has no friction. And so there's not they just they just kind of exist. It Mm. kind of gets boring. Friction is not what's supposed to happen in these movies conflict no but i hate that not that i want conflict but i just i want real human relationships not robots and that's my problem with hallmark movies in general is i am not wowed by somebody finally kissing somebody at the end of the movie because we're not children i i want full chemistry and if we're gonna only get to kissing by the end of the movie give me a while you were sleeping, where there's the chemistry just jumps off the screen. That's what I want. Where you want it so bad for these people. I just don't know if Christmas movies are right for you right now. No, while you were sleeping is a good Christmas movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that was one. Yeah, you could make good Christmas movies like this with actual chemistry and like conflict and interesting stories. But no, it's just this bland, it's like a sugar cookie with no icing where it's just like sweet and there's nothing different about it. And it's just plain. I said this last year. 
But these movies exist for one purpose, for you to play on your television while your family does other things, like decorate the tree, wrap gifts, bake cookies. Yes, it is Christmas Muzak background noise. It is. And this, I think, is just an exceptionally good one. It's like Mm -hmm. when you're in the elevator and the elevator is like slamming out a banger. That's what Netflix did for this Muzak version of a Christmas movie. But think about Holidate. Oh, so that to me is a different thing, though. That has a completely different feel than a Lifetime movie to me. It does, but even Night Before Christmas is kind has a little more going on for this. But I think it's just because it's bonkers. Because like this is not crazy enough no. to be fun crazy. No one time travels in this. No. No I one mean, time travels. There's no bread there's no ornaments. Paisley winter bottom. <laughs> like there's no like there's nothing crazy. It is just bland. Paisley Winterbottom. That movie does not have chemistry either. I mean, guys. No, but it has craziness. It has bonkers yes. madness in it. I like mine more bonkers. My mom is recording one for me that is Three Married Men and a Baby for Christmas. That is the literal title of the. That's too many words in a title. <laughs> Oddly enough, they got Selleck to come back to reprise the role. I don't. Oh think so no they definitely <laughs> did not but i love that they have to put married into it just so it doesn't offend anyone of their demographic <laughs> little targets for my week two weeks from now i'm gonna have to find a good christmas movie with good chemistry because i cannot stand the blandness i can't good luck finding one that we haven't already done that's probably true yeah but there's plenty I'll, I'll look around i'll figure something out do it yeah you do not sound very christmasy tonight and i will not have it Fine. <laughs> I can't believe neither of you have brought up Tad. Oh, Kikawasha. <laughs> That's how I addressed him in all of my notes. I didn't know if you would remember him from. Instantly. Yes. Instantly, Todd. He's yeah. from what? He's in Malignant. He's he's the detective, Kikawasha. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't recognize him at all because yeah. the hair was so shiny. His hair was very shiny. And he was a very different character in this film. He's got range. He does have range because he's a very, he's like a cop in Malignant. Honestly, I was more invested in his relationship with Ralph and then he leaves Ralph out to fucking dry. Dude, I sort of love Tad in this movie. I think he dresses horrendously, but I also sort of still want everything he wore. You would. He's got a lot of jackets. It's that checkerboard one, isn't it? No, it was the one before that. It's the first one you see him. When I saw him, I was like, oh, you're supposed to hate this dude, but I love what he's wearing. You're like, I want to look like Winter Jamiroquai and no one can stop me. (laughs) Winter's made of of virtual insanity. Always seem to. Ski down a mountain and die. So, which by the way, <laughs> and die. He fully witnesses what is probably accidental manslaughter. Like for all he knows, she is dead. The fact yes. that later he's like, she didn't just make it back to the hotel. She goes over a straight up cliff. A cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He watches his at that point fiance die, and he's like. Oh, that sucks. Guess I better walk back to the car. Yeah, I guess I better wipe my Instagram and all of my <laughs> phone data so no one knows I was the last person to see her alive. Yeah. You could do better, Kikawasha. But anyway, I mean, I, I liked what I paid for it. It was worth the money. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely worth the zero dollars we paid for it today, for <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, you're... It, as part of a Netsip subscription, I'm fine with it. You know what I'm saying? If I paid $20 and money on popcorn and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd be furious. I'm like, I don't know about this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish I was playing Scrabble with other people while this movie was on in the background. Mikey, you would hate playing Scrabble with me because I can't spell for shit. No, I'd love that. <laughs> Not since I played Scrabble with my baby cousins and beat the shit out of them. 
<laughs> but these movies are made for you to like zone out for five to ten yeah. minutes and come back and like nothing has super changed. They're perfect. What you're saying is they're perfect. Like, yeah, movies to watch while you're doing other things. I guess. Here's my theory on this. People used to watch like the Weather Channel or put stuff on in the background. They did stuff. And like with streaming, they've had to make a bunch of movies to do that that job for us. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I did watch this last night with Natalie and then again today while I was working. I like second screened it while I was editing something. And it was honestly better the second time around. I'm, I guess I'm maybe just more of a music person while I'm doing that. And I, I prefer my Christmas movies to have more substance, I guess. When she says substance, Mikey, she means fucking. I mean real movies with real people who have actual chemistry. And have actual sex. I mean that if it if it works, a, sure. A made for TV Christmas movie, like it's 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 it, even saying the word, the definition appears. Like, it's not that. It's not a Hollywood production with no. that sort of writing or drama. Or I, I get But it. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like Hollywood needs to make more Christmas movies that are I better agree. than this. I, we need more horror Christmas movies. We need yes. more comedies. We need more romances. I'm down for, like, a smutty Fifty Shades of Santa or whatever. I'm fine uh, with I'm all sorry. That. A smutty Fifty Shades with Santa? Uh, all right. Hardcore pitch. Here's what happens. We get a new well, Santa. And he has to go kidnap his new Miss Claus and bring her back. And then she has until next Christmas to either fall in love with him or sh like leave him forever. She signs his contract. It would be a remake of the Santa Claus. But that is what happens in Fifty Shades. Okay. The, the contract is there. The Santa Claus with the, the red and white striped room of fun. Of pain. <laughs> of pain. I yeah. instantly had... A mental picture of someone tied up Shibari style with Christmas lights oh, while Santa like force that. feeds them cookies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just drip a whole woman in milk. <laughs> oh God, what? <laughs> oh, I, I hate to break it to you, but there's already something called the Christmas contract. I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but. Well, yes, because for every one Hollywood Christmas movie, there is literally a thousands of these. A thousand. And I, I agree with you. But if I can't have Hollywood production Christmas movies, I have to take this. This is what I take. This is what they give me on Christmas and I have to take it because there's nothing else. I don't like settling for just what Hollywood gives me. Hollywood wasn't here. This is just some guy's basement movie that he's like, <laughs> and then like, you're a single dad. Some guy's basement movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love that the montages in this, when she has like lost her memory, are enough activities to fill, I don't know, Four months of dating, and it's been four days. Four days. Four <laughs> days. That's so crazy. That is crazy. I was like, oh, she's like working here full time now. And she's like, no, it's been like a long weekend. Like, what? You're like welcoming people to the resort, the North Star or whatever. Like, you would do that after a day? I don't know. That's crazy to me. She's just really nice. She isn't really nice. We see her at the beginning of this movie. I, I don't know why. She's not She's not as bad as Goldie Hawn's character in Overboard, yeah, though. Yeah. Like, she's they really toned her down. She's just lost. She has no meaning of Christmas. <laughs> That's why she had to fall for it, Mikey. Okay, here's my one joke for the show. All right. The North Star Resort is broke. Because they spent all of their damn money 
on Christmas decorations. There's so many in there. That <laughs> For a party, they weren't sure anyone was going to show up to. Thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> like one scene, it, this is like a staple of these kind of movies pages that they are overly decorated. And now my living room is decorated, but like it would need to go up to level 10 to be this level of decorated. There is literally an ornament on every possible thing an ornament could be on. Well, but that's the thing, though. When it, when she walks into that lodge or whatever, I'm just like, yes. Like, this is where I want to stay. Like, fuck the other really sterile, boring place. Like, Yeah, I hated the heated hot tub that went, like, was on the top floor. That looked terrible. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Here's the dumbest thing I saw. A guy selling sleighs. Because, like, who's going to buy a sleigh? <laughs> that was a plot point, too, Paige. I know. And by a guy, you mean the real Santa. Real? The fact that real Santa Claus is in this movie? That's not his store. He was watching it for a friend. Whatever. No, it's that was real the real Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah. He's just waiting to tie a bitch up with Christmas lights. Hell yeah, Shabari style. He had like a Christmas themed stall. It was Christmas themed. There was one sleigh. It was just one sleigh. I like that you're like Christmas themed. It's a Christmas market, Mikey. Yeah, Every stall is Christmas, is Christmas themed. themed. Yeah, but it wasn't just a sleigh. It was mainly that sleigh. <laughs> I mean, it was the biggest item. It took up 90% of that stall. It took up 90% of that stall because it was the only item in that stall. There was a snow globe There was as a snow well. globe and a bunch of other wrapped things that would have been <laughs> uh -huh. like a mystery grab bag. But <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny that he like looks at the price as if he's just like, ooh, a snow wizard 3000. <laughs> like it's like there's just we make premium sleighs. <laughs> Who buys sleighs? First off, that sleigh was very tiny for people. It seemed like a Mayan, at least the one that displayed the store. No, it was very tiny. Like, I think it was just like a two-person sleigh. I don't think it could use it for guests. Yeah. But also, okay, back to the, like, chemistry of this movie. He's had a sleigh this whole time. They have a sleigh. It's breaking down, though. Yeah, so. But at no point is he just like... Come on a sleigh ride with me through the woods and see how beautiful it is. Oh, no. At Pitch? all. He's worried about his business. That would cost him <laughs> nothing and it would be two minutes where they could actually talk and like actually have chemistry in this movie. That would have required Balthazar for an extra two days of shooting and... That's your rates. probably right, Todd. That's a big ass <laughs> nay. Not gonna happen, baby. I do love how he like concocts a plan when he realizes she's lost her memory to like make her be his like live in maid for free. Well, she you notice she only cleans her own room, right? No, no. because all the rooms looks the same. Well, we never see another room. We only see the one, but she only they only make her clean her own room. Well, okay, that brings me to my second point. Does every room in that hotel have a Christmas tree set up like her room? Because that's so expensive. It is. That's where all their money's going. Unless they're fake and they, you know, just set the same ones up every year, then they pay for themselves never because like, you know, <laughs> you don't make money on Christmas trees. We have 300 artificial trees plugged in at the same time here. No, I think that place Place has got like 20 rooms tops yeah it's not very big for sure that's i mean they sort of talk about it that way yeah that it's sort of like a and b kind of a it's place it's a b&b yeah i do also like that they made airbnb the villain of this movie and i was like oh if this was christmas barbarian i'd be way more here for <laughs> turns out there's a tunnel under the lodge i do like how her dad who was like the owner of the wealthy establishment or whatever is also sort of just like a nice guy but that's the problem if everyone's just kind of nice there's no conflict and nothing really happens i mean the only thing that happens is the a plot right it is like yeah here is a couple 
at the very beginning you're not gonna like. They're gonna get engaged and then lose their memories. Right. And then they're gonna like shit's gonna happen, right? Like there's no other things that's going on other than is Tad gonna find them before they kiss. I mean, I was hoping that Tad and Ralph were going to finally fulfill their destiny, but then no, it turns out to be Terry at the hotel. Man, Ralph just needed one more day to seal that deal. It would have been Tad and Ralph at the end of this movie. I mean, it would have been a hardcore trauma bond, but they would have been out in the snow like, I wish I knew how to cringle you. Like, it would have been great. It worked for Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in Speed. I don't see why it wouldn't work here. (laughs) It didn't work because they had a sequel and they weren't together. I choose not to acknowledge Speed (laughs) 2. Where a slow boat crashes. That's the kind of movie Hollywood wants to throw down our throats like Paige wants. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. Oh, so if it was a Christmas movie, you'd be into it? (laughs) Speed 2 Cruise Control during Christmas. Honestly, Speed 2 Cruise Control sounds like it's a lifetime version movie of Speed. It does. All I'm saying is I'm going to have to go watch While You Were Sleeping as a palate cleanser. Oh, you! but you didn't love this movie? This movie was low-key great, Paige. It's very Christmassy, but it, and, and at first, like the first half of it, I was like, I'm here for it because this is essentially Snowverboard. And I do really like him a lot because he reminds me of like young Carrie Elwes. And I'm like, I'm kind of here for this, even though he was kind of shitty on Glee, but like, I'm here for this. But then it just never connected. They never had, by minute 40, they had not had any sort of romantic connection at all. At all. And they had barely yeah. spoken. And then then they try to like kick it in where it's like, well, maybe he likes her. And I'm like, I have nothing to suggest that this entire time. And then even they're like, well, maybe he likes her. They still don't even really spend time together. I like, know. All I needed was them spending time together and just getting to know each other to, to see if they actually like each other. I mean, I do think had they had like a sweet sled date, that would have gone a far, like a long way into building some chemistry yes. between them. Yes. The only time we really start to get that is when they dance before everyone else shows up the night that she is yes. like discovers her memories. Right. And like we need way more than that. Well, it's well, they that, were hooking then, up off screen the whole movie. That would have been amazing. Every <laughs> night she stayed there, they he snuck into her room and go, stuffed go her stocking. Them? Oh, are you saying that she's got a, a tadpole inside? Oh, no. First of all, he was talking about the other guy. Oh, second, my when, bad. Okay, yeah, not Tad. My bad. When she drops the wood, that's another perfect opportunity to have like some connection. But like he just sits down next to her and was like, what if we go to the Christmas carnival? You could see if you know people there. And I'm like, there's nothing. Whereas like, If you look at Overboard, that this is 100% based on, you couldn't even argue that it's not. First of all, the chemistry between them, palpable the entire time. There is conflict. There is a learning curve. But you very quickly see them kind of start to get under each other's skin and learn about each other and spend time together. And it becomes a, like, then when she leaves, you're like, heartbroken. You know, when, like, the kid is like, mom's, you said mom's never leave. Like, Holy shit. And you're like crying at the end of the movie, even though she was fucking kidnapped the whole time. Yeah. And so like this movie had every opportunity to establish some of those same touch points. And it just doesn't agree. Yeah. But how much did you want to hook up with her dad page out of a scale of one to ten? Dad? Zero. But I'd hook up with the main guy, Jake. You mean Cord Overstreet page? Cord Overstreet. Yes. Jake Russell. 
They even named him after Kurt Russell. <laughs> I mean, they sort of did. But, but this is very much Snowverboard. You're right. Yes, Snowverboard. I don't know why they didn't call it Snowverboard. Missed opportunity. Clearly. And that she could have just had an injury on a snowboard, page. Yeah, she could have. But I also, I do like that they establish early in the movie that she's like, I want more than just to be a, a rich girl. Yes. Like, I want to do something. I like that. I appreciate that. I think that was a good addition but then they just don't do much with it. It's like, I don't know if I want to work in the hotel industry unless it's that hotel with that guy. <laughs> like, I just think her dad probably bought that property and shut it down right after. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After the hot tub that he added to the roof caved in and murdered like 14 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys want to get into this movie so we can go through it scene by scene? Yes. Awesome. So we start with a ski resort. Always. And Lindsay Lohan is asleep. But she wakes up, opens her curtains. Beautiful view. Insane view. It was so awesome. Yep. She answers her wake up call. She gets ready. And it's clear that this is a high end ski resort. There's fancy cars, everything. That hot tub pool on the rooftop Mikey won't shut up about. Uh, that does yeah. sound awesome. I'd be here for that. Same. Yeah. 100%. When I was in Vail last year. Oh. You know how the oh, riches uh, do. Did page. you go to Vail last oh. year? Uh, oh my goodness. You know where the riches go to get away from the pores oh. in winter? Mm -hmm. Todd, tell us about when you went to the UK, because it's just like when Mikey went to Vail. But anyway, we <laughs> had a heated hot tub when we had there was snow all around it, so we put beers all in the snow and we're able to just sit in the hot tub and drink the beers right out of the fresh fallen snow. I mean, I don't drink beer, but that sounds <laughs> awesome. Another Christmas movie that I, I don't think really applies to this show, but does include a snow hot tub, hot tub time, time machine. machine. That's <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. It's also time for your first Mikey's Christmas tip. Congratulations, listener. You've unlocked a Mikey's Christmas tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so you take a hot chocolate and you pour in peanut butter whiskey and it tastes like a Christmas Reese's Pieces drink. It's so good. Well, I mean, pros drink Irish cream uh, around the holidays, but whatever. Irish cream's for coffee in the morning at Christmas. And you <laughs> can also put spiked hot, hot chocolate all day. And a spiked coffee in the morning. Yeah. Who cares? You don't go back to work till the second. <laughs> I, I found out when I went home to my parents that there's a local dairy that does like drive through ice cream and their new flavor right now is eggnog. And my dad and my husband got eggnog ice cream at least two or three times while we were there. Sometimes when I didn't even know about it, like one of the times we were recording, I was like, Great, I'm done. And I came out and they had eggnog ice cream again. I love eggnog. I ordered pineapple. It was delicious. But they loved the eggnog ice cream. So what else? Eggnog is so good. It's so bad for you, though. Like, you can't drink, like, a whole glass and not get diabetes. I don't like the flavor. Ooh. It's too eggy. Yeah, it's thick. I like eggnog flavored things mm. because eggnog's so heavy. Yeah, mm. it's thick, man. It is the Cardi B of drinks. <laughs> Anyway, back to this movie. So it's a super fancy resort like Vale. And <laughs> but it's in Park City, Utah, probably. Uh, and we watch as Kikawa Shaw, a.k.a. Tad, <laughs> drives up in his Maserati. Yes. Did you notice the colors of the Maserati? It was red and green, but also... I love that it was like red with green racing stripes. <laughs> it looked like a present. I was so here it for did, it. It did, but the idea that someone would drive a Maserati in the snow... 
was hysterical to me. Uh, you've never been to Vail. I mean, that's true. <laughs> you know where the riches go? <laughs> the idea that an influencer would actually own a Maserati, even more hilarious. No, a lot of influencers own Maseratis. That's that's real, unfortunately. I don't know. I assumed that he wasn't like making a lot of money as an influencer, but he also came, came from a wealthy family. That no, makes sense. No, he clearly was making money as an influencer. Okay. I mean, that's that's fine. I can see either one where he like he has a fake career as an influencer yeah. and then like he wants her to be an influencer with him, which just means being rich. Right. I mean, probably I think his relationship with her is meant to boost his following, but the fact that he wouldn't tell people he was dating her means that he thought it would hurt his following up to a certain point right and also he tries to talk business with her dad and stuff at a couple points which seems like he actually is an influencer and that's like his job and there are people that like really make it work for them but it's all-consuming terrible work it sounds awful yeah i i would not want to do that as a living no Anyway, so he is Lindsay Lohan's boyfriend. So she meets up with him in her room and she basically is telling him like, yes, uh, dad gave me a job as vice president of atmosphere, but I'm pretty sure that like, I know that he just gave me that job so that I could have something like it's not a real job. Yeah, I've never heard of CEO of atmosphere or whatever, vice president right. of, of atmosphere. Yeah. Like, that's not a real thing. It's Yeah, it's not a real thing. And just to be clear, he's calling her on the phone as he's on the way to the resort or whatever. Yeah, he's like driving in. Yeah. But she is basically like, I don't know, like, how are your socials? And he's like, oh, they're great. Like, you know, it's like, we'll post pictures after lunch and go public. And that'll boost your numbers and my numbers. And this is where he pitches. He's like, then you could be an influencer like me. Which, to be honest, she is, it is implied that she's like a Paris Hilton level of rich. Yes. Which to me, or at least like a low level hotel heiress or whatever. Yes. Or like Paris Hilton was before she built up her own company stuff. Like yes. Her dad yeah, yeah, was yeah. Uh, owns Hilton, right? So she was a rich kid, but whoever, you know, the heir to Ramada is or whatever. Miss Marriott. Steve Ramada. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Steve Ramada. Yeah. Brittany Motel Six. So like <laughs> who whatever that is. Of the Hamptons sixes? <laughs> uh, of the Manhattan Motel Sixes. Um, <laughs> my my favorite part of that is that she's missing for over twenty four hours. And it's not a national news story, which I think is really funny. Until they clarify that she was only missing four days. I was like, she's been gone a month and a half. Yeah. And no one is looking for her. Because that's the thing in Overboard. She's gone like a month and a half. Yeah. And nobody's looking for her. But that gives them time to like build up. I don't know. But she gets into her designer, Velen Yagi, because they clearly could not use a real designer name. And it's a very, <laughs> very cute onesie. I am here for it. I mean, it's so cute that Court Overstreet gets some white stuff all over it. I mean, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Mikey is on board for sexual jokes unless it's Christmas, Mikey. It's Christmas. Christmas, the most <laughs> chaste of holidays. Yeah. What would be the most chaste of holidays? Easter. Yeah, Easter. No sex, just death. Get with it. Unless you're a pagan and then it is all sex. Then, it, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, then, Which, yeah, sure, <laughs> fine. Uh, that's that's a little that equinox action yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas may be the most chaste of the Thanksgiving? Holiday. No, Thanksgiving's not very horny because everyone's eating too much to fuck. Thanksgiving's not even a holiday. It's just a meal. It's a meal that takes me, like, weeks to prepare. So show some respect. I'm surprised at how much you hate Thanksgiving. 
Me? No, Mikey. It just gets in the way of Christmas. I didn't like it until I started cooking it because I really like like bawling out and cooking. But it, if I'm just sitting around eating, it's not my favorite foods, you know, or whatever. So like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You go to your family's house, you have a meal. I mean, like someone did a lot of work. Our family divides it up when one person doesn't do all the cooking. So like I'm making squash casserole this year. It's more like potluck style. Yeah. Back to this movie. Yeah. Enter Cord Overstreet, uh, where he catches up with her, Lindsay Lohan's dad on the slopes. And he's like, hey, I own the little lodge down the hill. A lot of our people graduate to your lodge. Like, would you be willing to invest in us? And we kind of partner up and- the dad's like, you know what? Race me to the bottom. He's like, oh, okay. So he does. And they get to the bottom and then he's still like, here's what I want to do. I want to expand, do like a hot tub or whatever. Like, let's join forces. And he's like, no, I'd rather just crush you like capitalism. However, I like your moxie. Like the movie kind of sets up that the dad likes him yeah. and likes his kind of like, well, he tried. Like, I appreciate that kind of self-made confidence Moxie. or whatever yeah maxi i like that it sets him up as i mean he is like the quote-unquote evil capitalist so you're you're sort of right he's like i have my own investors to answer to so i can't help you but yeah even though we're neighbors but he is sort of nice to him and is like really good to his daughter i, I don't know i sort of like his character on some level he's as nice as we are when people are like we want to start a podcast i'm like oh that's great yeah but if you're asking us to be on your podcast that's like a different thing right like i think that the ask would be because he's asking this person to invest in his law yeah he's asking uh -huh. them to join forces that would be sort of like hey would you want to be on my podcast so like and, and it's like i don't have time i barely like being on my podcast <laughs> we know mikey we know but I, I think one of the things this movie does, because he's not really a villain. A, he's not present present for like half the movie. Well, no. And B, he says no, but he says it in a nice way. And it's, you know, you kind of understand why he's not like actively going out of his way to crush them or whatever. Yeah, he's not like doing things to make sure they don't get booked. Like he's not behind like right. an evil ad campaign or something like that. Right, right. And, and at the end of the movie, the Lodge gets all the funding and money they need without him. Right. But then, even in Tad, he's not malicious either. He's just dumb and, and ruins things by being foolish. Yeah. I will say, I think her dad hates Tad. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think her so. dad definitely hates Tad. And he's supposed to. But I feel like because there's no bad guy in this movie. There's no one that has any motives that are... Sinister. That, that are sinister that are not good. Except the little girl and her Christmas wish. Honestly, what did she write on that piece of paper? <laughs> uh-huh. I want Santa to give an attractive redhead a head injury, make her fall <laughs> in love with my dad, and then make things really awkward with her fiancé in four days. Good luck, Santa. And the wind blew it off. Oh, in the worst CGI in this movie. Yes, the way it flies off. Oh Not as God. bad as the fire in the fireplace, quote unquote. Oh, that was also pretty bad. <laughs> I was like, light a real fire. <laughs> Did you like that anytime anyone turned on a TV, it was Netflix recommending a different Christmas movie? <laughs> yes, I yes. did like that. You know what the funny thing is? Depending upon what they think the next Christmas movie you watch should be, that's the one it gives you an ad for in that yeah. thing. We should use this time to also say, we want a night for Christmas, the sequel. Yes. Yes, Netflix. Are you not brave Please. enough to give us that? But for Paige, sex yeah. it up a bunch. Do it. Yeah. Or don't. Just keep it crazy. Like, I'll, I'll forego the sex if it's fucking nuts. Just like me on a date. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so she meets up with Tad in the lobby and they're going to go to lunch with her dad. Yeah. And as they're about to go to lunch, Cord Overstreet, who has his free chocolate cocoa, is walking through the lobby. There's a lot of stuff going on. He bumps into her, spills on her dress. They kind of usher him out and he's like, I'm so sorry, and leaves. But they exchange dialogue yes. here. Like, there's no way... He would not have recognized her. like Especially because he's going to see her hours later. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, when he's there, I buy that she would not recognize him because the amnesia thing. Right. I got to believe in the magical realism of this world, right? Sure, sure, sure. He should recognize her unless a plot point in this movie that they cut out is that he is legit face blind. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let me rewrite this movie. They both get head injuries. They both get amnesia. (laughs) I don't know anyone. You're the only person I know. You're the only person I know. It's like if AI wrote a movie. (laughs) But double amnesia Christmas that would be really just think of all of the hilarious things they might not remember but then also could fall in love and then what when they both wake up what happens they're like what is this it's a car wow wow i love discovering the world with you yes this sounds like a really strange first 30 pages right here (laughs) (laughs) they met in the er (laughs) this sounds like that 30 rock where she goes to the dentist and falls in love (laughs) yes and meets michael michael sheen michael sheen thank you yeah anyway we cut to lunch with her dad where she is there's still a stain on her uh her thing and she's trying to cover with her hair yeah but uh this is where we find out that she doesn't do bacon and this is where tad talks about being an influencer for a while and her dad is like, oh, so you're a salesman, which, by the way, yes, yeah, that's exactly is. what an influencer is. <laughs> like, but the way he reacts to that, Tad is like scandalized that he called him a yeah, salesman. Yeah, how dare you? I, I know. Like, you are. It's so it's funny. Because he is. We're you're all right. salesmen to a degree. Yeah. Um, you heard an ad at the beginning of this podcast, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. But I do think it's funny where... Lindsay Lohan's like, I think it's time that you call dad Beauregard. And I'm like, I don't think anyone should be called Beauregard. (laughs) Well, especially not if your last name is Belmont. His name is Beauregard Belmont is his name. Beauregard Belmont. Yeah. And he doesn't even call him Beauregard. He's like, hey, Bo. And then you could see her dad be like, Like, no, I don't like that. Please call me Beauregard. Anyway, as they finish lunch, he's literally tabs on his phone the entire time. He's like, oh, I'm trending. Just like doesn't care. I love when Lindsay Lohan's trying to explain what he is. It cuts to Tad and he's like taking a picture of like while he's giving his phone like the finger guns at the Mm -hmm. table. And it's just so crazy to me that that's like what this movie thinks being an influencer is like. But here's the thing. There are some things that they talk about that I'm like, that's true. Because like at one point he's like, my engagement's falling. Time to put up a selfie. Yeah. And I would have thought that was fake. But like the engagement I get on, like if I take full body outfit outfit pictures of myself, I double my engagement instantly. I remember when you learned that. Yeah, I wa- you watched it happen in real time. Yep, because it was that mirror in Kansas City that you fell in love with. I'm going to do it again tomorrow because I'm going to go see Lizzo and I'm wearing crazy shit. Hell yeah. I love that. Yes. My engagement increases with stupidity. Accurate. Anyway, we cut to the other resort where Cord Overstreet gets home and he's got a, you know, an appointment for a sleigh ride or whatever. And it's the cutest resort ever. I want to stay there. It is like a B&B. I mean, I, I honestly would stay in both. They both look great for different purposes, right? You right, know, right, That right. one's on the slopes, man. The big one's on the slopes. You exactly. can ski up. 
Exactly. That one is if you want to go ski all day yeah. and have like a nice place to hang out, or right? Or if you want to have some sort of Christian Grey erotic hot tub snow vacation, that's where you go. Well, no, that's a big resort. That hot tub would be full all the time. Yeah, with people you don't know. I think it's connected to that room, like the pa- like the palm. Oh, shit. No, the, 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 there was a big pool and a little hot tub on the... Uh, Last aerial shot. I got a really good view of it. Uh, see, I see. I want the ones like the palms where each room has their own. I mean, that would be oh, I, like yeah. a Christian Grey sex romp yeah. in the snow. Jake and I, for our last couple anniversaries, have gone to a place in Palm Springs where you have your own hot tub, which is pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Tell me less, Paige. <laughs> less. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to hear any more details. I love it. I, I don't need any more. I wasn't going to give you any. <laughs> that was it. That was the, the whole of the details. Uh, but it's enclosed. It's like part of your hotel room. Yeah. So I did have a pickup line that dealt with hot tubs that failed me repeatedly and never worked. I love it's repeatedly like you've tried it many times and it doesn't work. But damn it, you keep going back to it. Mm-hmm. Bring your hot tube to my hot tub. <laughs> oh, it's because no, no woman wants to be referred to as a hot tube what oh, are you wow. talking about what are what is wrong with you, you, you a know hot what? tube i don't even i honestly was like i don't know what you're referring to it's a metaphor it's not a metaphor it's not a metaphor or an allegory mikey or a simile it's none of the above i find the fact that this has never worked so believable well yeah i've never had a hot tub i'm, I'm just gonna be real with you right now it's making my hot tube Ice cold. <laughs> See, but she knows what I'm talking about. It did take me a minute. I was like, a hot tube. All right, oh, all God. right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, hey, now, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's cooler than your hot tube being cold? Ice cold. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, moving, <laughs> moving on. Got, I did a musical thing. I Merry loved Christmas. it. Honestly, I was I not expecting it. it. It, it was perfectly done. It was, in fact, so fresh, but also so clean. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And that's how I really like the tubes. Fresh and clean. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> God Don't dang it. you think tubes so sexy? They're <laughs> just so fresh, so... So stuff and so self-clean. They do. I love that song. That song is amazing. That Dirty South shit was the stuff back in the day. Yeah, old outcast still slaps. Anyway, so uh, we cut to Grandma and the girl, Avi. We will learn her name is Avi. They're going to go to the Christmas wish tree. And this is where she's like, I wish my dad could dick down a lady. And then puts it in an an (laughs) ornament and puts it on the tree. And then Santa is like, like snot rockets. And then it like flies out of the, the, the tree in the blurriest CG you've ever seen. And that's where babies come from. And that's where babies come from. And you're just like, oh, I didn't know real Santa was in this. He's everywhere. Always watching. I guess. I mean, he's in every one of these movies for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Paige went to go take a drink and almost lost it. Anyway, so they do their wish thing. He takes the couple on the sleigh ride, but the sleigh is clearly falling apart. They're like, a thing just fell off of it and he's just like he wants the popcorn or whatever he says cookies which i love that they bake cookies for the sleigh rides absolutely kind of bonkers because a sleigh is just a sleigh it's not like a it's a simple machine it's not a real machine you know what i'm saying it's also not not a machine machine. at all (laughs) 
it's not a machine. machine it's just a piece of wood so like what is falling off on that sleigh that is it's like part of the siding but but still like first off are you sleigh shaming cord overstreet in this movie Yes. I would never shame Court Overstreet. Be <laughs> proud Court Overstreet. I mean, it's just like the gold trim on one side of it popped off for no reason, literally. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yeah, fine. It's not the best sleigh, a Maserati. Oh, wow. Was that supposed to be a sleigh manufacturer? <laughs> Maserati? Wow, Paige is literally dead. You killed her. You know what? <laughs> it's Maserati and their main competitor, Falalala Rari. <laughs> Falalala Rari, Rarar Slay. Oh. oh gosh. They race in the F1, which is Fahrenheit one. It's just the, the temperature <laughs> of the race. Because everything has to be frozen, or you can't slay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> on Dasher, on Dancer, on Hemi, on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit the NOS. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Rudolph's nose, but the E is silent. <laughs> That's his superpower. When he farts, he goes real fast. <laughs> As you said that, I was picturing of. <laughs> A festive and the furious or fast and the festive where it was literally just a fast and furious movie with sleighs, sleighs instead of yes, cars. I love it. And so the, the idea that Nos was Rudolph, I was like, family. Hey man, when you're at the North Pole, your family. <laughs> your family. We gotta get these toys all over the earth in like T minus ten seconds. Honestly, I could see. Like Fast and the Furious 15 being them delivering all the presents worldwide in a night. Because that There's is like little how kids they, all over the world that need they, us. They're driving the whole time. Where are our Christmas movies, Hollywood? Where are Here they? Here comes Diesel Claus. Here comes Diesel Claus right down Diesel Claus way. <laughs> Please make this for us, Hollywood. Lifetime, where you <laughs> or Spike TV? Are you still around? This sounds like a job for Spike <laughs> I TV. I would 100% take a exact ripoff. Of Fast and Furious, like... But just Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you would cast, like, the Lifetime version of Vin Diesel, right? Or Rankin-Bass Fast and Furious. <laughs> like, the animated style of Rankin-Bass? Yeah, Bass? yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I want to be a dentist. Like that, <laughs> but it's Fast and Furious with amongst the elves. <laughs> My nose! Where they have to break into Santa's workshop to steal the naughty list and take their names off of it. Oh! <sighs> <laughs> I love this. I am no, no, no. I know, I know. It's just a genius a, idea. A Spielberg level kids movie of kids breaking into the North Pole to get their names off the naughty list. They steal the sleigh off the top of their own house. But it starts dark. Like they all like hop a train up north. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I was thinking they waited for Santa to get to their house and stole his sleigh and got back to the North Pole. That's too late. That's already Christmas. Yeah, you got it. You got to do it before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll think about this more. But more than that, I'm going to think about Rankin Bass presents Festive and the Furious. I love it. Anyway, so we see Cord Overstreet sit in his office and put an angel in a drawer along with a photo album. And even before they tell us, I'm like, I bet he bought that with the little girl's mom. Oh, of course, Paige. Of course they did. It's it's Chekhov's angel. It is. So meanwhile. At the fancy resort, they bring his snow Maserati around with a snowmobile attached to the back of it. Yeah, because he has uh, like a photo shoot planned for Lindsay Lohan. Yes. 
their engagement announcement influencer photos. Yes. Yes, that they're going to try and boost both of, both of their engagement. So she thought they were going to do the photo shoot at the actual resort. They're not. So instead, oh, I guess this is before she leaves. Okay, so his car drives up. He's waiting for her. Meanwhile, she's upstairs with her dad, who is also leaving for the next few days, but he'll be back before uh, Christmas Eve. And he shows her a snow globe that her mom bought for her. And it's this very touching moment where she's like, this hotel reminds me so much of mom and I still really miss her. And he's like, I do too. But like, I promised her I'd always take care of you. And it's a very touching moment because the dad's not the villain in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, so he leaves and he's like, be safe. And she's like, I'm in good hands with Tad. And he's like, doubt it. But like, he leaves. Um, (laughs) So she climbs into Tad's Maserati. They drive off into the mountains because he claims that another influencer geotagged a location and they're going to go to that location and i'm like geotagging usually involves hiking yes like i don't think he thought this out well i mean they brought the snowmobile like i do think he thought it out enough to be like okay i'm gonna have to drive to a certain location and then we'll snowmobile to that geo like geo-targeted spot or whatever right but he's just an idiot so he like knew what he would need to pull it off but doesn't know how to do any of the things required to pull it off. Yeah, no, he came here to get rid of monsters on the back of people's heads and to (laughs) allow that woman in a wig to scream at him for an entire movie. Yes. And neither of those are required for this task. Absolutely. So he runs over a valet's foot as they drive away, which is terrible and great. So in the car, she is singing along to Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree or Jingle Bell Rock. I'm sorry. It is Jingle Bell Rock because it's the one from Mean Girls. And this is actually a cover of her singing it. I was wondering because... Playing in the car. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I love this song. I don't know what it is. I was like, you sang this song. We're literally listening (laughs) to you sing this song. Well, and he like turns it off and changes it. And I'm like, you're driving through the snow. This is the time to sing Christmas musics. Yeah. Anyway, so they get to the geotagged spot and he doesn't know how to get the snowmobile off the trailer and he's just like unhook and she's like it's not voice activated he's like you don't know that dude the i guess bloopers at the end in the trailer like they shot so much more in this scene and it feels like they were just like really ad-libbing and having a good time i think they were ad-libbing a lot of this movie but anytime there's bloopers in a movie it mean it usually means the movie's not that great but they had a lot of fun making it yeah well, and I bet they did. And dude, I bet Tad was so much fun on set. He just seems like it was so much fun. He cracks me up. He was really good and malignant. He was. You know, and he's hilarious in this. And so that makes me be like, what else are you in? Because I'm sure it's going to be a hoot. Yeah. And he so. should definitely get more work. Yeah. Like the fact, 100%. I mean, what he did in malignant is completely different from this character. Yes. The Tad Renaissance is here. Yes. Anyway, so they just decide to wing it. <laughs> they go off on the snowmobile into the tundra. Uh, so we cut back to, oh, this is, we kind of already covered this because we kind of yada, yada, yada through like two scenes. Yeah. Uh, but this is where she makes the wish with real Santa. But we cut back and he proposes to Lindsay Lohan and the ring is too big. And she's trying to take pictures. And as she backs up, the wind kicks up because the wish for Santa makes the wind blow and makes that yeah. little like tag blow. So the wind blows on the mountains. And so she slides backwards. He tries to grab her hand. 
The ring slips off. She falls. He basically witnesses a murder. Well, a death. Like, I wouldn't say that this is his fault at all. I mean, no, he didn't plan anything, clearly. Right. But, like, this, he definitely was the last person to be seen with her alive. And unless he reports this immediately, there's going to be questions. And even then, there's going to be questions. But then he also falls. Yes. So, I, and honestly, I love the journey that Tad goes on here. <laughs> yeah. So she slides down badly, first on skis, then on one ski, then on no skis, and then on just her face. Until she hits a tree trunk. Because you know what? She wasn't ready to ski the K-12. And that's not her problem. <laughs> it is not her it fault. It was a metaphor for her career. I don't think it was. No. So as she's laying unconscious in the snow, thankfully the sleigh that Court Overstreet is driving sees her. And if it hadn't, she would be dead because she would have just been unconscious in the snow and probably would have died from exposure. Yeah, she would have frozen to death. Yeah. So he goes to check on her. They put her in the sleigh. Uh, he calls for ski patrol. Uh, they get her to the health clinic in town, which is like their, like, it looks like an urgent care, not an ER, but whatever. It's whatever conference room at a hotel they could make look like a hospital for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Have stethoscope, will travel. And <laughs> she's got amnesia. Yes, she dun, does. Dun, dun. I do like the way it like presents itself because she wakes up and she goes through the same sort of motions yes. that she did before, but she doesn't really know why. And then when... People come in, they're like, yeah, we don't know who you are. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm, oh, wait, I don't know who I am. I don't know right, why. Right. I found that very funny. Um, I have in my notes, because she says, my name is, what? My, my name, name is, is I did this too. My <laughs> name <laughs> Slim Shady. And in my notes, I just have it all caps, Slim Shady. I did the same thing in my notes page. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, she doesn't have her ID, which why do people go skiing without IDs and phones? This is the same thing that happened in Frozen. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. No, I mean, I agree. But I, I don't know. There are sometimes when like Natalie and I go out where she doesn't want to like bring her whole purse, but she'll like give me her ID or something because she she'll want to get like sure. a drink at dinner or whatever. I guess for me. Like, if I was skiing and I didn't want to bring my whole purse, I would probably still bring at least my phone or an ID somewhere sure. on my person. Sometimes you're a really clumsy person, perhaps. And whenever you kayak or ski or do some sort of activity where your phone could break, you do break it. So sometimes you leave it somewhere else. This is just an example. This has never happened mm -hmm. to Mikey, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Slim Shady doesn't know who she is. And her fingerprints aren't registered because she's never been kidnapped. And they're like, or she's never been employed. But even, you know, employed as like a teacher or a social worker or something that would fingerprint you. Um, and she's not listed on missing persons yet because we will find out no one knows she's missing because yeah. no one's checking on her. So her head still hurts and she's a Jane Doe. But and this makes slightly more sense to me than when it happens a night before Christmas where she's just like, he could stay at my house. Like, at least in this, he's like, I've got a hotel. I've got an extra room. Like, if she's cleared to go medically and you think it's safe, she can stay there. Don't worry about it. But she signs up to go pretty much immediately. I don't know that I yeah. would do that if I didn't know the purveyor of the hotel or whatever. Like, that seems a little risky to me. It is. It is risky. And, and I think because it's a small town and the sheriff's like, I know this guy. I think that's why it happens, but it's still. Sure, but mm. I don't know that sheriff either. Yeah, he's he could have keys to her room or like yeah. a camera in the mirrors. 
you know. I mean, he definitely has a key to the room. He has a key to every room. Right. But this is them trying to remove the kidnapping element of Overboard. Yes. Yeah, they're making it to where it's her choice to go. Right, which means we miss out on the, you can't tell me you forgot being in the Navy. <laughs> oh. And I let, I mean, Court Overstreet does a good job. Very cute in this. He's not Kurt Russell. Nobody is. Nobody is. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Tad is in the woods and has also survived his fall and is wandering through the woods with a dead phone trying to make videos and he's like if anyone finds my body upload this video and then the phone dies but i love that he says what kind of crap forest doesn't have a cell tower i was like most all of them <laughs> all, of them? Probably all of them yeah. yeah yeah it sucks that he's a tad bit lost <laughs> anyway we cut to her arriving at the lodging christmas scrubs and they hand her a pile of clothes from the lost and found that a all fit her perfectly and b i want that sweater and i can't fucking find it and the only place that has it online because i was looking for it through most of this movie second screening uh is like a bunch of those fake websites that like claim that they have something from a movie or whatever yeah. and then they're just doing a cheap knockoff version of it or whatever but if you know the actual place that they got this sweater and it's not the, any of the jackets.com online shit, please let me know because I want one. Is this the sweater that she's like, I don't think somebody didn't mean to leave this? No, like but I do love that sweater. No, the, <laughs> the turquoise apres ski sweater that she's in for most of the movie. Yeah, so the green sweater she's wearing most of the time? Turquoise. It's a little more blue. Okay. And the jacket that magically fits her and the jeans that fit her perfectly. Which, you know, it's jeans, man. They fit everybody. Yeah. The jeans are notoriously easy to pick out a pair of jeans. They are the <laughs> easiest piece of clothing to size. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> They got rid of my length at my store. I was like, where's the 30 length? And they're like, we only do 32 now. And I was like, well, I haven't gained those two inches yet. <laughs> they told me they eliminated I, them. I was like, what? I uh, buy ridiculously fancy jeans because I, I am short but curvy. I, I buy the ones that my stylist recommends. <laughs> But they're honestly, they're awesome. Yeah. That's why you pay a stylist, though. That is why I occasionally pay a stylist. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they show her to her room in the lodge and it is Christmas on stun. She has her own tree. There's like a million Santas. There's presents under the tree. There's presents under the tree. There's a chair to look out at the snow and she goes to open the window and there's a raccoon. <laughs> there and it freaks out and runs away that raccoon was like so much of their budget too because it was animatronic yes my grandparents had a cabin in the snow like up in, in northern california and there's pictures of my sister and i when we were like very very young with our faces pressed to their sliding glass door and face to face with raccoons <gasps> oh that's adorable oh. yeah they have rabies yeah you're not supposed to like touch them but they are sort of cute little trash pandas they're very yeah. cute so i have perhaps the most important question about this movie oh please by all means do you think she didn't know that what a raccoon was because of the amnesia or because she didn't know what a raccoon was ever? That's a Ooh. fair question. I'm going to go ahead and say ever. She never knew what it was. I, You know, normally I would be like, it's the amnesia. Everyone's seen raccoons. But maybe rich people don't see raccoons. Like even caricatures or cartoon characters? I mean, in a cartoon or something, maybe she must have. But like maybe she's never seen one in real life. Like I remember seeing a coyote for the first time in real life and being like, what's with that weird dog? So like, I don't know, maybe. What they should have done if that was the case then is to pretty much do the Eminem commercial with Santa and the Eminem's. The Oh my god, they do exist <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah But with, you know, just raccoons being raccoons 
I guess. I don't know. I think it could go either way on that one. Yeah. Also, her granny gown looks really comfortable. But like, so she screams because of the raccoon and she's in a plaid nightgown that disappears and she has a number of very comfy looking pajamas for the rest of the movie. She doesn't just scream. She screams backward flips over a reclining chair and then like stands up. And that commotion brings Cord Overstreet running into her room. Right. And he gives her like elevator rise where he like looks that gown up and down like, girl, what you hiding under that flannel. But then the movie never pays it off. No, I mean, he never gets to see what she's hiding under that flannel. I mean, I assume after the movie ends, he does. But Mm -hmm, mm because this is like the purity culture version of uh, Fifty Shades at Christmas movie. Except it would be 12 (laughs) shades, 12 shades of Christmas. That's what it would be. Heck yeah. I love that. <laughs> Do you want me to put this Christmas ornaments up your... Never mind. That's dangerous <laughs> if it's glass. It wouldn't be glass. It would just be a plug that you hang on the Christmas tree. This is Christmas time. We're not talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> All the cookies are dick-shaped. <laughs> this is not a trashy bachelorette party. This is Christmas. Did I tell you... So when I worked at Sur La Table at uh, the farmer's market connected to the Grove, it had like a huge test kitchen. We would have like company parties and stuff. Uh, not not our company, but we would host like other people would come hold their company parties there and we'd teach them how to cook spaghetti because I don't whatever. <laughs> uh, so there was there was one where I came in at the end of the night after we were closing and I had noticed that like the people coming out of that class were like a little tipsy. And we walked back back there and they were supposed to have made cupcakes as like their dessert for the class. And I guess there were a ton of extra cupcakes left over. So they just let them decorate as many as they wanted and then take home as many as they wanted or whatever. And almost every single one of them was decorated with a dick. Nice. <laughs> like all it was just like a bunch of people. And we were like, what kind of party was this? And they were like, HR department. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was really great. And then I ate a bunch of those dick cupcakes. So thank you, HR of whatever company that yeah. was. A yeah. cupcake's a cupcake. If there's a dick on it, I'm eating that dick. Yeah. Pink used to have her holiday parties at our store. Nice. And then she sang us Christmas carols. That's awesome. It was very beautiful. She's super nice. Anyway, so Tad is in the forest and he finds an owl. But then he also (laughs) finds a tiny shack in the woods where a guy's ice fishing. And he like just runs and bursts into the shack like sanctuary. And the guy throws a tackle box at at him. So he ends up with lures stuck in his face. It's so funny. I love Tad in this movie. He's so over the top. And he like runs up and like grabs the guy's face and he's like, you're my savior or whatever. Like, it's so funny. And the guy's just like some country dude out ice fishing. Yep. Just living his life. Yeah. And so he offers to take the lure out of his face. (laughs) Tad passes out. (laughs) Lindsay Lohan wakes up and she gets up and does her physical morning routine of like the, you know, remote that would have opened the windows but instead it turns on the tv to the netflix noise and then on the tv it's got the suggested movie for netflix i thought that was so funny (laughs) so the daughter comes in and she's like your room is a mess and she's like yeah well nobody came to clean it and she's like uh okay uh well i'm (laughs) avi avi the like little girl and she's like uh, does anyone know how to dry my hair? And she's like, I've got a hair dryer. Come with me. And then she produces a hair dryer much too small for the volume of curls that that girl has. But Lindsay Lohan manages to dry her hair with it somehow. I mean, it does look like they showed up to set and someone forgot to bring a hair dryer. So they just went back to the hotels they were staying in and, and grabbed, grabbed one off, off the, the wall. wall. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It is 100% a hotel dryer. Yeah. Yeah. But so she's like, what are we supposed to call you? And she was like, Sarah? Well, she's like, I don't know. Do you have any names you like? And then the little girl's like, well, 
you can have one of their names. And it's like her, they're like stuffed animals. They're all her stuffed animals. Yeah. Of the five of them, one of them has a stereotypically like woman sounding name. Femme fem yeah. presenting name. And she's like, I'll take that one. Uh, and it just happens to be very close to her actual name. Yeah. Because it's Sarah or Sierra. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is where she sees a picture of Avi's mom. And she's like, oh, she's so pretty. This is so, you know, nice. And Avi's like, it was two years ago. I miss her yeah. a lot. And they have this very nice connection where she's like, I miss my mom because my mom passed away. And I wish they had taken as much time as they do with this because I feel like they really do a good job of establishing her relationship with the daughter that they had just also done it with Cordover Street. <laughs> Because they don't. They don't at all. Well, it's because it's not about them. They have no consent. Their minds are being controlled by this wish. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it's like practical magic. It's very dark. I don't like, I don't love that reading of it. I <laughs> Practical Christmas magic. Uh, so she goes out into the rest of the lodge. She meets the people that were on the sleigh ride that helped rescue her. And they're like, hey, how are you yeah. feeling? <laughs> like, are you dead or not? Well, the wife of that couple is like, it's good to see you again. And she's like, do I know you? And he's like, you were passed out when we were together last. I was like, what? <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a weird way to start this conversation. Just tell her like they were with Cord Overstreet when they found your body. Like that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she goes over to the breakfast bar where they're making pumpkin pancakes and she's like I can do it myself which is a weird she does a lot of like I can do it and it's like no hey this bothered me so much because like I get that she doesn't have her memory yeah but the way she tries to break those eggs like she's breaking two like river stones she found in a creek like you would have common sense right well, I also feel like she has no history of cooking. Like, this isn't something where she's like, oh, I remember how to do this. I could do this. No, she has no... I don't think this woman's ever cracked an egg in her life. Me either. And I think the movie is trying to do it as, like, this is someone who's never done any of these things, and that's why she's bad at all of them. Yes. But they spend so much time on that, they don't spend time on the love story. But, like, she would have seen eggs cracked in movies, on TV. <laughs> like, yeah. she might have done it badly. I, like, if she had smashed it on the counter, that would have made more sense to me. Instead of just, like, throwing them full shell into the skillet. Into the pan, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But I do like how he's like, you know what, let me just handle this. Right. You go sit the fuck down. I'll go ahead and make your breakfast because you're going to hurt somebody. Quit ruining my cookware and my burner. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're scaring the other guests. Yeah. Well, and she does the whole like, I don't do bacon. And she's like, well, I don't know why I don't do bacon. So she tries bacon. And she's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. She's like, I do bacon now. Yes. She should go back and, and try that artisanal bacon they offered her at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I do love artisanal bacon. There's a place here in town. It's a chain. You guys might have them there, too. It's called First Watch. Mm -mm. And they do. It's called Million Dollar Bacon. That junk oh, is so I'm good. I'm so glad you've brought up First Watch, Todd. Yeah, it's where we hung out with Andrea. And, it uh, is, but we had the million dollar bacon while we were there, and it was very good. I mean, I'm I'm down to try some million dollar bacon. I have to get out to Tennessee at some. It's point. bacon cooked in syrup. Hell yeah, I've done that before. It's really good. It's delicious. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut back to the resort, and her whole team, like her glam squads, show up at her room, and they're like, "Nobody's heard from her. Should we do anything about it?" No. And they're like, well, maybe she made the bed. Never. She could never make a bed. <laughs> and she's got a bouquet with a note from Tad saying that they were going somewhere. Yeah. I do love, and I'm not sure if we've gotten the montage of her trying to make her own bed, 
But I do find that very funny. And I think she does a great job in that scene. When she closes herself in the fitted sheet, yeah. it's pretty great. She's like, this sheet is evil or whatever. It's so funny. <laughs> she's really committing to the physical comedy in that scene. And I'm here for it. She is. And I commend her for yeah. it. Just like in Mean Girls where she goes ass over apple carts into a trash can. I enjoy that very much, too. <laughs> See, I have a problem remembering the montages because I like zoned out. And I was like, what happened? She learned to be poor. I don't understand. Man, Mikey, that is like a one percenter's understanding of what like tidying up after yourself is. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why don't they just leave it for the maid? Exactly. That's exactly my point. <laughs> like your, your phrasing of that just revealed so much about how you were raised. Oh, no. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She did a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Which... That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we cut to Tad. Yep. Uh, and Ralph. And Ralph's trying to get the, the truck started and it's dead. So he's like, we'll leave a note and we'll head out on foot over the pass. And he's like, I'll make you breakfast with fried fish. And he's like, oh, yes, Ralph. And at this point, I was like, this is going to be a lovely honeymoon for them. And I'm here for it. Unfortunately, it doesn't turn out that way. But I did think he had the hots for Ralph a little bit, especially a little bit later on when they're like walking through the forest together. And Tad's like, go on without yes. me. And he's like, don't worry. I'll get you. And he like picks him up and Tad like looks at him and he's like, oh, I like a strong man with broad shoulders. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we cut back to the North Star Lodge where Airbnb is the villain of this movie because nobody else is the villain of this movie. Right. Um, and they don't have any bookings and people are canceling. But why? To stay in Airbnbs? Airbnbs suck. They do. I would rather stay in this Christmas. Me too. This would be so much better. With a cord over street, I could stare at at breakfast. <laughs> oh, no. Just stare over my hot cocoa. Like. So what you're describing is a version of Hooters that's Christmas themed with like lumberjacky men. Take my money, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> is it just called like the North Pole? You would just call it the North Pole, right? Missile Toms. <laughs> Missile Toms. Missile Toms. <laughs> Missile like it might be a little too like military themed. I'm down for Missile Toms, especially if you make the O in Toms like Holly Berry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then there's a floor show like Magic Mike, but just tiny shorts like Hooters, right? Aprons and Christmas hats. No, I don't need the tiny shorts. You need you need the jeans, the tight jeans, and the flannel shirt. The sex jeans, Mikey. Remember, she watched Terminator at a young age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She wants crusty old jeans and yeah, crusty I was, dirty jeans. I was going with more skin, but she wants a fully dressed man who probably has to like he's probably sweating in a restaurant environment. We don't need more skin necessarily. We just need him to smell like pine needles. The whole place will <laughs> smell like pine. Needles. She doesn't want more skin. She wants to be the mother of the future, Mikey. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it's about the fantasy. <laughs> like they make you cut all your steaks with axes or something stupid. <laughs> or there's there's a giant wood stove. And and there's a guy constantly having to cut wood to fill the wood stove. Not a functional. It's Love just it. out in the middle of the floor. Oh, yeah. It's fully just, you know, to like show off. He's like, that's where we grind the uh, flour for the pancakes. In a stove? They're like, in their little thing. They'll make those pancakes right in the middle. And then they flip them and have to catch them. And then they're like, for you. And you're like, yes. See, so what you've done is combined. I'm going to go ahead and say Cracker Barrel with like the experience of like those hibachi restaurants where like the chef is right in front of you yeah but it's a all christmas, christmas cracker barrel with hot lumberjack mm -hmm. waiters mm -hmm. yes take 
my money. Welcome to Missile Toms. The actual store part of the Cracker Barrel is just a Christmas store with yeah. ornaments oh and God, candies. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and kazoos for no reason. <laughs> But is it Mistletoms year-round, or do they do every season? It's year-round. Well, it's a spirit Halloween during October, <laughs> but they just don't they don't have control over that part of the lease. Every other time, it is Mistletoms. We we have year-long Halloween establishments here in, in Los Angeles. I would take a year-long Christmas establishment. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Everyone needs a little smutty Christmas every day. <laughs> you were going to say crust, and I was like, mm, only if it's attached to pizza. <laughs> anyway, so... She's like, if I do things, normal things, maybe my memory will come back. And they're like, funny thing about that, your room needs cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> funny thing about that, we really can't afford a maid and you're just living here for free. So maybe you can do some of that work. Living here is a strong word. It's been 24 hours. That is true. They only make her do her own room, though. I mean, I honestly didn't notice that because you really only see one bedroom. So, like, I had no yes. idea. But yeah, that makes sense, Paige, that she's only just taking care of herself. Yeah. And this is where we have the montage of her trying to make a bed, which is very, very funny. And then knocking over skis. Yeah. Trying to clean a toilet. And then the very, very stereotypical laundry with too much soap, which, by the way, later when they teach her to do laundry, they also don't measure the soap. And I'm like, no, she pours it in just like eyeballing it. She raw does it. She like a bartender counting pours just like and one one thousand two one thousand. <laughs> So we cut out to Tad and Ralph in the forest where Tad's failing. And so he puts snowshoes on him and helps him back up. And he's like, what do I, well, what about you, Ralph? And he goes, I've got big feet. And I'm like, yeah, he does. <laughs> big feet to carry you to safety until we find out what's happening later and that they're lost. But yeah. yeah. But this is that scene I was talking about where he definitely is like, oh, I think I like Ralph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she finds the little girl in the lodge yeah. and she's got like a hair barrette or hair tie stuck in her hair. And she has this very, very touching moment with her where she kind of untangles her hair and tells her about things that her mother used to say to her when her hair was tangled. It's very, very sweet. It is really sweet. But as they're doing that, Cordover Street runs in and is like, who the hell fucked up the washing machine? <laughs> so uh, she owns up to it. She's like, I did it. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm sorry. And so she runs outside and goes to talk to the horse. And she's like, I don't know who I am and I can't do anything right. And maybe I'll see if I can fetch some wood. I'll see you later. And she didn't see that Cordover Street was also in the stable, but he overheard her and he feels bad. So as she's walking back with a pile of wood and slips and drops it all, he rushes out to help her. And this absolutely should have been a moment for them to connect more. But all it is is like, well, let's try going to the Christmas carnival. I mean, yeah, it should have been. You're right. I thought it was crazy that the horse's name was Balthazar. Balthazar. But... Like one of the three kings. <laughs> oh, is it? I mean, I I don't know if that's actually in the Bible, but I know that that's in the Rankin-Bass version. I know Balthazar is uh, the patron saint of pilgrims and like travelers and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know if that's why they made it Balthazar. Yeah, okay. But... So uh, the biblical magi, Balthazar, Caspar, and Melchior. Okay. So there you go. He's the one who gave myrrh. All right. Didn't realize he was a horse. Yeah. That changes the nativity scene a bit. Right? Quite a bit. Because like, he, I know. they were like, oh, are you going to come with us on the journey? And he's like, I already live here. So. And I was like, I'm already home, dog. I don't I'm have home. anything but this myrrh. Myrrh. 
But you you have gold. Like I don't. How think, much is this myrrh worth? Yeah. Why don't we just say we're giving the gold like together as like a joint gift? Myrrh. That's what it is. He's like the person who brought the frankincense and myrrh, trying to convince the guy who brought gold. Why don't we just like combine all put, the gifts? Put our names and, in the card. Yeah. Together. Just put all yeah. three of the names. All, yeah. 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 Frankincense smells really good, and there's uh, a person I buy soap from around the holidays that makes a frankincense soap for the holidays. It's- Do you pay him in pure gold? Gold is going to be worth <laughs> yeah, more. That's all we're saying. Fun fact, it's Frankenstein is actually the doctor who makes them. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they go to the Christmas market and they're like, does this look familiar? And she's like, no, I've never been here in my life because she's never left that hotel, clearly. Anywho, uh, but they end up talking about his relationship with his daughter and his, you know, wife that he lost and everything and but they end up just talking about like might have to sell the resort or whatever it's like it's still not chemistry it's still not them getting to know each other more it's just exposition yeah it is more like hey what's your situation what's your situation the kind of a conversation the weirdest part of this movie is when the daughter told Lindsay lohan like hey like six years ago my mom made me really mad and my christmas wish was that she would die (gasps) oh no That was the year she was diagnosed. (laughs) And then Santa blew a snot rocket and that's all that she wrote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this is where they get to the the easy up that sells sleighs. (laughs) I want to get you in a nice family friendly sleigh for reindeer drive. Yes. uh, My wife, uh, she um, she drives sleighs and I create artisanal sleighs and our budget for this house is two (laughs) point seven million dollars. (laughs) <laughs> it's four sugar cookies and <laughs> stockings. Santa, please put a condo by the downtown, but also by the beach in our stockings. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're like, we can't afford the sleigh, but we can afford this random snow globe. There you go. I thought that whole exchange was wild, though, because it's like, oh, this because Cordover Street is like, this is this sleigh is too expensive. And then the. And then Santa comes over and is like, look at this snow globe. Like he says it in a very like demanding way to Lindsay Lohan. And she's like, okay, whatever, man. And then she's like entranced by the snow globe. Well, it'd be like being in a car dealership and you're like, I can't afford this Maserati. And they're like, how about this plate of nachos? And you're just like, these things don't go together. Like these are not the same. I don't understand. But thank you for the nachos. Yeah. Thank you. Always. Yeah. Anyway, so they stay for the tree lighting and something really odd happens during the tree lighting because there's the mayor of Summit Springs. He does the tree lighting and then he picks a different girl that looks a lot like Avi out of the crowd to have her light the tree. And yes, I was like, why I didn't we that. just pick Avi? Like, what's happening? Because it should have been, right? Yeah, it should have absolutely been. Well, it's politics. Her dad runs the Rotary Club and he needs those votes for reelection. We don't need the votes of the failing North Star in. That is fair, Mikey. That's a <laughs> That's good point. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's very political. You got to appeal to all your constituency. I do like that it's a giant candy cane switch. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So fun. So they light the tree. It's beautiful. There's fireworks and they're singing. And she's like, I can't sing. And he's like, who told you that? And he's singing, but they don't let us hear it. And he's like famous for singing. Like, that's like his thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was on Glee for a while. Oh, no, I meant, oh, is he famous? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say this, Todd, more famous than you or I for singing, even though we are the musical geniuses on this podcast. You know, it's about time you've embraced that moniker. I'm happy to hear it. I'm just tired of being the only regular genius. (laughs) The only real genius, if you will. That's not a rom-com, is it? Oh, God, I wish. 
<laughs> file this under K for toy. <laughs> anyway, so they go back to the lodge and it's beautiful in the snow. Very pretty. Yeah. Uh, he tucks his daughter in and then she and him look at the snow globe and she's like, I remembered my mother in this snow globe, but like, I don't know anything else. And he's like, that's impossible. A woman can't live in a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this was also, when they're like sitting by the fire and instead of being like, Tell me more about her. And then like connecting. He's like, okay, well, good night. <laughs> I got to go to sleep. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> but this is more of the no chemistry stuff we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, in, in my notes I have right after this just says, not enough romance. <laughs> yeah. In his like, defense, consent would be tricky with amnesia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, abs- here's the thing. That's fine. I am absolutely okay with him being like, I you don't remember and I don't feel comfortable with that and having like a real conversation about that here for it yeah but what I'm not okay with is like them presenting it as like I'm falling in love with you and they barely talk like have them talk you know like about everything about everything or have them like go on a sleigh ride do late night cocoa like it's wild And, and I mean even thinking about like like do you remember when we did white Christmas I think it was two years ago now it was yeah where the the chemistry in that movie is questionable as well but there's still that scene where Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney are up late having warm milk and talking about dreams and it is weirdly endearing and it like this movie is missing any of that yes although a non-musical version of that scene would make sense in this movie and give it more like romance yeah but also, you've got a guy who can sing, and you're not using it, really. Like Unless he can't. Cards and he can. I have I have one of his songs on my uh, iTunes, so I know that he can. Well, I have Millie Vanilli's songs. <laughs> Blame it on the snow. Oh, my God. If they had done a Christmas album and done Blame It on the Snow instead <laughs> of Blame It on the Rain, that would have been the funniest Blame shit. Blame it ever. on the snow that was falling, falling. Yep. Blame it on that Santa who shot your dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it tends to get really weird in their Santa verse. Yeah, absolutely. Santa verse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I heard one time a Santa stabbed one of them through the hand. Um, anyway, uh, so we cut to the next morning where he's like teaching her how to flip pancakes and this just doesn't this is almost something it just doesn't yeah. go on long enough because he's like arms around her like they just don't they, they do it for a second and they move away from it and i'm just like yeah. that was a moment yeah like what they do is they show montages right and because they're so short we don't really see anything romantic happening it's just right. like oh look they're flipping pancakes oh look they're singing christmas carols oh look they're doing snowballs or whatever like i, I don't know i'm pretty sure doing snowballs would be in the porn version <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they have a snowball fight, which they totally should have in this movie. But absolutely, that's one of the most romantic things to do in a winter movie. Yeah, and like fall because into you, each yeah, other, you like laughing. Tumble, and, yeah, yeah. She kind of, they kind of do this with the skiing, but they just a haven't built up enough tension for it to matter. So right. like he teaches her how to flip pancakes. She learns how to not measure detergent again. Um, they do briefly sing Christmas songs, but it like immediately goes away. Then they have like. They're decorating a gingerbread house and there's kind of a food fight, but they also focus so much on them as a family. And it's like, hey, I have no problem buying into the chemistry between her and the kid. They've done a great job of that. What they need is alone time. The two grownups alone. And they just like don't do it. And so they do this like little tumble ski thing, but it doesn't. 
you know, they don't like get close enough to kiss or whatever. Like none of it. Yeah. Like there's nothing, there's nothing sexual going on this entire movie. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely not. So we cut to the next day at the lodge and she's kind of become like almost like their greeter, like a coordinator. Like she's like making sure guests are okay and stuff. And she's really good at it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Because she is a completely different person than she was when she had her memories. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think this is the person she would be without the people around her. Does that make sense? If she didn't grow up so privileged, you mean? Like if she was a tad bit different? <laughs> yeah, Nailed it, I, I think if, like, if she didn't have a glam squad, if she didn't have Tad, if she was just left to her own devices, I think this is who she would be. Because we don't sure. see her, like in Overboard, Goldie Hawn's character is downright malicious at some point, yeah. which honestly does make it very funny. But like we don't get that same element here with Lindsay Lohan. She's not openly mean to anybody. You know, like she's mad about, you know, somebody spilling something on her dress, but that's the only thing we get from her that's mean, really. Yeah. So we cut to she walks in on the grandmother uh, reading their photo album of their daughter and other people who've stayed at the lodge because we find out that the lodge has been in the daughter's family, not the daughter, yeah. the wife's family this whole time. Which is important, right? That yeah. It's not like Overstreet's family's right hotel like he married into this family and just fell in love with the north star so when his wife i guess when he and his wife got married they got it as a gift right yes uh from like yeah. the wedding yeah yeah um and so she and there's this moment where she's like oh his wife was so beautiful and then the grandmother's like you're beautiful too and i'm like this shouldn't be happening between the grandmother right <laughs> this should have been them sitting by the fire and him explaining this to her yeah, Cordover Street in her, you mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and you could very minimally change the dialogue and you would have a scene that made a difference in this movie. All you'd have to change is people on the call sheet, page. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, she goes to put the... She, she gives her the photo album and is like, can you put this back in, in the desk? Yeah. And she does and finds the angel... And he comes in and catches her with it. And she's like, it's really, really beautiful. But, you know, we should put it up. But if you don't want to, it's none of my business, whatever. Right. And he very briefly is like, I don't want to get rid of it, but I don't want to put it up. And which starts an arc for him in this movie of like, he loves the North Star, but it is complicated because it is filled with painful memories for him. Yeah. And the movie just doesn't super explore that. But I think that's a valid thing to explore. Like, yeah, but it doesn't. Anyway, he takes her to the toy drive with him where she doesn't know how to wrap presents. But also in this scene, they're kind of already a couple. I don't know if you know. It noticed, does seem that way. Where like the other, you know, volunteer at the the toy drive is like, I thought I was your Christmas girlfriend. He was like, aha, this is Sarah implying that like this is i brought her with me this is like a yeah. thing and it's a little strange it is very strange yeah, and then the volunteer addresses her like she's the girlfriend like yeah we love what he does around town you're so lucky whatever and she's just like okay she just goes with it so she's bad at wrapping presents though oh she's terrible i mean I i'm sure she's never really wrapped a gift in her life but that's why Cord Overstreet comes over and helps her how to do it. Do you think the room around town was just like, oh, him and that amnesia girl like are hooking up? Like that's like they're just together now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you if you stayed in a scene and our two main characters walked out of it and you like 
left the camera on the people who were like the background mm-hmm. characters, like, they'd have been like, oh, the, they're totally fucking right. Well, that yeah. would be us. That would be us talking. It would be like, it would be the yes. implication being. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, if we were in the background of the night before Christmas, we would be there being like, doesn't he have a head injury? Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. So also this is okay. During this scene with the, the toy drive this movie perpetuates a gift wrapping myth that i would like to dispel okay uh and that's that you should the never three be- pieces of tape yes that's bullshit yeah, it is bullshit you should make it so you cannot find a seam for them i do that because i used to wrap yeah. gifts for stores i put gifts in bags hey that's valid maybe <laughs> it, it is i put gifts in bags too uh, but I, as someone who used to rap in retail, like professionally rap, it's not about how many pieces of tape you're using. A, it's what kind of tape. And B, it's finding a way to hide all of the seams. So like if you get something really nicely professionally wrapped, there's a lot more than three pieces of tape on it. In fact, they're also sure. using double stick, like yeah. tricks of the trade. Anyway, uh, and gross grain ribbon. You're welcome. So okay. they get back to the lodge and... Uh, he asks, and they they do one line of this, but he's like, are you going to remember this when your memory comes back? That should be a whole conversation. Right. A conversation that would like make us think about the stakes of like them. But she's like, yeah, definitely I will. I'm, For sure. But we have no idea if any of that's true, right? Like, Not a clue. We don't know how amnesia works. No, uh, and they are under the mistletoe, and so they are about to lean in <laughs> to kiss, and he, he does say... Maybe we shouldn't do this because we don't know if you're with somebody, which is a valid thing like that. Very valid. Yeah. Very valid. Uh, and then it's like, well, that would be unfortunate. And he says for both of us. And then she just goes, yeah, well, and walks away. Like, who was that? Like, yeah. he just said for both of us. And like, in, like, oh, anyway. I think that was to imply that he has feelings for her, too. And if yes. like, he kissed her and caught some more feelings, like it would be devastating to him, too, if she was. I mean, engaged, which she is. Say engaged to an influencer. Well, yeah. I I mean, I took it as her saying, if I was, if it turns out that I was with someone, that'd be unfortunate because I have feelings for you, right? Mm -hmm. And for him saying, that would be unfortunate for both of us because I also have feelings for you. So like, yeah. I think the implication being, if it turns out that you're not, let's go. But like. Oh yeah, no, I think that too. Yeah. Can I tell you a funny story about my parents and mistletoe? Please, yes. Yes. So a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I went home for Christmas and I walked into the kitchen and there was a Ziploc bag with like stems in it, like thumbtacked okay. to the ceiling. And I was like, okay, what is this? And they were like, we broke the mistletoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were mom and dad doing? <laughs> I don't know. But the that they broke that they just, the mistletoe. They had just thumbtacked a Ziploc bag with leaves in it to the ceiling was so funny to me. Uh, they also have like a gold mistletoe like ornament thing or that they usually hang like as a door hanger or whatever. But like, yeah, the fact that it was just the Ziploc bag made me laugh really, really hard. I love that. Anyway, uh, he tells her basically, I have feelings for you. And she's just like, cool. Bye. <laughs> So she goes to sleep and the next day she's like, I've got an idea to help the North Star. This idea is bad, uh, but the movie hinges on it. She's got a head injury. True. (laughs) Because it's two days before Christmas at this point and they want to invite guests from over 30 years, many of whom probably don't live in town. 
to a party on Christmas Eve when people are probably going to have other plans. Of course they don't live in town. You would travel to there to stay there, right? right? Yeah. Right. This is a trope in these movies of the last minute Christmas party. Yes. Well, and I mean, hey, White Christmas has one too. It also sets up the it's a wonderful life moment. Yes, of yeah. them all giving checks. and I've got yeah. a dollar left in the bank, Mr. Bottom. <laughs> uh, so she brings him this plan of like, here's what I want to do. And he's like, I am tired of struggling here. Yeah. And just an influx of cash is not enough to keep the business afloat. And yes, I have a lot of memories here, but I am ready to let some of these memories go. And maybe it is time to move on. Yeah. And she's just like, Meh, and runs away. Um, <laughs> but before she leaves, he says... Ever since you got here, you made me feel things I didn't think I was going to feel again. And it makes me kind of afraid of making new memories here, even with someone like you. Again, something we could elaborate on. But yeah. no. Mm -mm. Nope. So we cut to him in his office later. And the grandmother comes in and she's just like, is it Sarah? And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And she's like, um, <laughs> you should go do her. Duh. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> um and she's like it's okay to let go and then they have this moment where they're like crying and hugging and i'm like great how are we having all of these great moments with everyone except the couple i know right <laughs> anyway chris we cut to sarah <laughs> is like it's time for me to leave and uh the grandmother's like no you should you can stay as long as you take it takes and she's like no you know what i think it's not great for me to be here i think you have healing to do whatever yeah and then he walks in with the angel. He's like, or you could help me put this angel. Uh, because you've only been here two and a half or three days or whatever. And I'm already ready to have you be the mother in this family tree. And then my pony plays. I've got an angel. I'm just a Santa. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for, for an, an angel, angel to put on top of the tree. When we light it up. <laughs> I know what's in the present. Once you get tree. your memory, girl, it's going to get nasty. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're like, okay, let's do the Christmas party thing. So they pass out flyers at the Christmas carnival. And even he is saying, he's like, I know you probably have plans. but Like, we'll yeah. be here. <laughs> Cut to Kikawasha and his boyfriend, Ralph, are in the snow eating canned beans together. Oh, and he is loving those beans. Lo thinking about those beans. Yeah, just can't get enough of Ralph's beans. Ralph's beans. <laughs> uh, but he tells him he should write a survival blog. And we cut to her dad, Sierra's dad, the owner of the hotel, walks in and is like, hey, I'm back from my business trip and my daughter's not answering her phone. Where is she? And they're like, we haven't seen her in four days. And he's like, what the fuck am I paying you people for? <laughs> he is legitimately real pissed. And I think he has good reason to be. Right. And he's like, yeah. take me to the sheriff's office right fucking now. Because they literally are like, I don't know. She went skiing like four days ago and we haven't seen her <laughs> heard from her since. Madness. <laughs> like what? Where's Tad? <laughs> also missing. Right. So meanwhile, the sheriff finds the truck out by uh, the fishing cabin and he reads the note that Ralph left that just said, went off on foot. Please come find us. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty great. And the sheriff is like, not again. Like he's, it's clear yeah. he's done it multiple times. He's like, oh, we know who this is. We know where to find him. Uh, but also they notice that like none of her clothes or luggage or anything is gone. And so right. they're like, oh, this is bad news bears. <laughs> uh, so we cut to 
it's the day of the party and the grandmother has bought something for Lindsay Lohan to wear and it is definitely exactly the dress from She's All That. Is it? It looks a lot it's like ba- it. It's basically that dress. It's not ah. exact, but it's pretty close. Um, but she's like, you make Jake smile and he hasn't done that in a long time. And she's just like, also, I bought you shoes. Um, great. Cool. Thanks. Uh, we cut to the sheriff's office. And here's what boggled my mind is that at the sheriff's office they they have they wait till ted gets tad gets there and is like she fell down the mountain or whatever instead of being like hey we found a missing girl who doesn't have a memory a couple days ago do you think it's that girl right. <laughs> like disappeared around the same time anyway so tad shows up he does get ralph out of his uh handcuffs because i guess he was poaching is what it was yeah but this is the last time ted and ralph see each other i know it's very sad is super sad because they are the love story of this film (laughs) although tad just runs off with somebody else i know anyway we cut to avi oh do you think that's why he didn't want to put Lindsay lohan on his instagram yes i didn't put that together until right now i thought he was just being bitchy but like i mean he's at least bisexual at least Yes. yes So we cut to Avi, who's shaking presents before the party. And they're like, I don't want to run out of food, but no one is at this party yet. So she comes, Lizzie Lohan comes down the stairs in the dress that they bought her. And she's going to freeze to death in that dress. Well, as long as she doesn't go outside, she'll be fine. But you're right. If she steps outside, she'll turn into a Lohan, a sickle. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is the one scene they get together alone where they dance together. Yeah, because he's like showing her around like the resort or whatever, like the inside of their area. Yeah. You look great in my dead wife's dress. (laughs) Oh, God. All of these books are for you, Belle. Yeah. (laughs) But like he he does say he sort of went all out with the uh, arrangement of the decorations or whatever. He even put in a dance floor and they like decide to test it out or whatever. Yeah. So they start dancing. And this is the only time they are really sort of close together and start to build chemistry. Yeah, that's it. And they don't even get close while dancing. It's it's very waltzy. It is, yeah. And, and they do sort of lean in to kiss each other, but that's when the mayor sort of cock blocks everybody. Right. And shows up and they have him start to give a speech, but people interrupt to give them checks. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. And they're going to have it declared a historic site, so that's going to help. Um, and we cut to everyone, the sheriff, the dad, Tad, they all show up at the party and they're just like, finally, there you are. And at this point, the sheriff's like, I didn't know what she looked like, so I didn't know that's who was missing. Thanks for taking care of her. And then Court Overstreet's like, I didn't know who you were, even though I should have because I met you hours before that day. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> I yeah, I guess go home. And and I do like that the dad is like, it's clear that you took very good care of my daughter, which is both a slight to Tad, who did not. Yeah. But also, I think it's it's this like, I see that there's something here yeah. and yeah. you care. Yes. Anyway. So she has to go home. It's very sad. She hugs Avi goodbye. Dude, when the little girl says, where are you going? Like, it broke my heart because, like, she just lost her mom. I know. She just lost her mom two years earlier. It's so sad. But then when she turns to Court Overstreet and is like, thank you so much. And he just says, forget about it. I just have in my notes, lol, because amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's one other time in the movie where he's like, well, what do you even know about memories? You can't remember anything. I was like, oh. You can't remember your own name. That's so mean. Like, she, of course, knows what the concept of a memory is, though, you monster. But she doesn't remember raccoons, so who knows? I mean, who knows, Mikey? Who knows? Anyway, so she wakes up in her bedroom in the hotel, and we get, like, a brief montage of, like, smiles and cute, you know, interactions with Court Overstreet and the daughter and all of it. Yeah. And she gets up and makes her bed and they're like, hey, there's a press conference because you were a missing famous person for like (laughs) four four days. days. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, great. Cool. Uh, I'm just going to dress cash and I'm going to make my own breakfast. Hope that's fine. And we cut to Christmas morning at the lodge where they're opening presents and it's very, very sweet. And he's like, people were generous, but unless we get bookings, we still can't stay open. Like it's, it's an ongoing problem. Yeah. He was like, the amount of money they gave us is great, but it's not going to keep us open all season. Right. Right. Well, it's, it may keep us open for a couple of years, but it's not a permanent solution. Yeah. Basically. We're going to need like a Christmas miracle is what he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the press conference and Tad is like, Shathwax, we married with a Jefferson diamonds hat. Hashtag Jefferson Diamonds ring. And I was like, oh, is that an influencer ring where like he does the hashtag and that's how he gets the ring? Like, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Anyway, also, it's an ugly ring. It's it's very reminiscent of a couple different famous people's rings. I mean, it's a swing. If you like that, yeah. that's fine. But they're just engaged. They're not actually married, though, Paige. You said we're married. They're not married. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And they technically are, but it's clear, like, Lindsay's having second thoughts, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, back at the lodge, the little girl is just like, but my Christmas wish was for you to dick her down. And he's like, it's not that simple, honey. And she's just like, it should be. Where? Let's go tell her how you feel. And so they go outside. And he's like, okay, I will go dick her down, daughter. <laughs> if you say so, kid. Yeah. Prepare the sled. <laughs> I'll get the sled warmed up. You grab the condoms. <laughs> I've oh. got the sled and a sack. <laughs> and this year, Santa's going to come. Oh. Is that too much? That's too much. Here comes Santa Claus. (laughs) This is supposed to be our wholesome podcast. Because Santa can put him in any holes, Paige. That's why it's a wholesome podcast. I don't like Mm. it, no. Any chimney in a storm. So (laughs) so they come outside and there's a magical sleigh, just like there was randomly a puppy in the night before Christmas. (laughs) Yes, the sleigh is very much the random puppy, yeah. Yep. Uh, So they hop in the sleigh because the, the snowmobile's dead. Meanwhile, at the hotel, Lindsay Lohan has a very nice conversation with her dad where she's like, I know you gave me this job, but I don't want it. I want to do things for myself. And he's like, I'm really proud of you. That's great. And your mom would be proud of you, too. So we'll figure it out. I thought it was super sweet. He said, I I told your mom I would always take care of you. But it's clear to me that you're now taking care of yourself. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. It's very sweet. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tad walks up and she's just like, here's the ring. You'll get over it. Don't worry about it. And he does get over it very quickly. Well, and he's like, the breakup will add to the numbers. And so as he's walking out, he passes the head of like her glam squad and is like, Terry, what are you doing for New Year's? And they just like raise an eyebrow and look at the camera. And I was just like, what about Ralph? Tad is not the kind of guy to settle down. Ralph is not social media ready. You know what I'm saying? But maybe that would be good for Tad. Maybe he needs a break from the grind. It would be good. But that's a big age difference, too. We don't need to get into Tad's stuff. I mean, I do. I desperately do, but fine. Anyway, 
So Court Overstreet gets there. He tries to stop the limo, but Tad's in the limo just alone. And he does this like, He's I think alone. I'm falling in He's love not with alone, you. Paige. And then, oh, and that's what you've been sorry with Terry. Yeah. And he rolls down the window and he's like, I have other plans. And then he and Terry exchange like a knowing glance. And then they just like take off. Well, the only reason Court Overstreet was like talking at that limo is because he thought Lindsay was in it. So the reveal right. of him, Tag, and Terry in there is very funny to me. But yeah, Tag and Terry just wheel out of this movie never to be seen again but are living their best life best life yeah uh, and then he turns around to real santa who is now a bellhop at this hotel <laughs> and is like i think what you're looking for is in the back courtyard and he's like oh awesome so he like runs to the back courtyard but he's like hey man just ho ho hold these bags do your job <laughs> all right actually he's like i'll take my sleigh back now <laughs> yeah y'all are gonna have to walk home and we find out that from the grandmother that because she mentioned them in the press conference they're sold out so it saved the business right? yeah and uh so he runs into Lindsay lohan she's like hey uh turns out i'm staying and my dad wants to invest in your little like hotel or whatever um and i told him you weren't interested but i'd try to convince you over the holidays if you spend them with me coercion um <laughs> and he's like all right and then they have one of the most boring kisses i've ever seen on screen and i have a fun fact about it later Oh, wow. Oh. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. And her dad comes out and is like, what happened to Tad? And she's like, eh, it wasn't meant to be. And, and the dad's like, good. I like these guys. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. So before we jump into final thoughts, can I give you guys a theory? Because I feel like Lindsay Lohan is in a lot of danger at the end of this movie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Court Overstreet's character is just some random ass dude who marries a woman who's like sort of independently wealthy. Her family owns that resort, right? Right. Mm -hmm. They get that resort as a gift for Christmas. So he, they've already sort of taken that inheritance. So he goes ahead and kills his wife. Right. And then he bumps <laughs> into the rich heiress of the next biggest like You mean ski you think resort. this was all his plan? Yes. I think mm. that his plan is to marry Lindsay Lohan's character, hopefully get that resort in the wedding, and then kill her off and just look for Paris Hilton next. Nice. Yeah. That'd be a much more interesting film. I mean, it's pretty much just So I Married an Axe Murderer, but like hotel edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what did okay. you guys think about this movie? It's a movie. Yeah. There you go. And it takes place at Christmas. Yep. There you go. And that is all it requires to be a great Christmas movie for Mikey. <laughs> uh -huh. Although I will say it does have all the low class charm of like a Hallmark movie, but a much higher budget, which I appreciate. Like this is definitely a movie you put on to make cookies with your significant other or your family or whatever yeah. at Christmas time. It's not a movie you'd want to sit down and like really pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Like we had to, to do this episode. Yep. But I think there's value in movies like that because they're silly. I think, I think I need a palate cleanser with original overboard or while you were sleeping. Both of those way better movies than this. <laughs> so much. Yeah, absolutely. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Snowboard, fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so it was actually Lindsay's idea to sing Jingle Bell Rock in the movie as a nod to Mean Girls. She just thought she would sing it in that one scene. But it was after the film that they actually had her cover it to have it play during that scene. I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it is on the soundtrack. Oh, cool. Anyway, so 
the girl that plays the stylist is actually Lindsay Lohan's sister, Allison Lohan, or Allie Lohan, if you are well-versed in your early 2000s pop culture. Okay. A strong lens fare is used during the end kissing scene to disguise the fact that Cord Overstreet is potentially actually kissing Lindsay Lohan's stand-in. What? <laughs> I found that. I cannot corroborate it. <laughs> So they don't even actually kiss in this movie? Do they think they hated each other or something? I don't think they hated each other. I think she was just busy, maybe. And I think she's in a relationship. So maybe that was why. Like, maybe she was weird about it. I don't know. Oh, that is wild. So Cord Overstreet was actually originally asked to read for the part of Tad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and Lindsay says that her favorite outfit to wear was the pink ski suit. And honestly... Same girl. It was great. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. I would love to do box office, but because this was a straight to Netflix release, there is no box office. There's no budget. Oh. There's no what it made, any of that stuff. I guess she got married like this year. Lindsay Lohan got married? Lindsay Lohan got married in 2022. Yeah, that was this year. All right, cool. Good for her. All right. So, unfortunately, there's no box office. But, Mikey, we can definitely hit him with that romance scale. Oh, the romance scale is a scale of 1 to 10 how romantic we found this film. It's a hard one for me. Yeah, one. I don't know. I'm trying to think of mine. Todd, do you want to go first? It'll be, a, it'll be a 1 for me. This is not at one. all romantic. They don't even kiss in this movie, apparently. Yeah, that's a 1. I'm going to give it a 1, too. I didn't feel anything except Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was clear, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Saying that's your romance scale. Oh, and that's the romance scale. Yeah. So this week, Mikey made us watch Falling for Christmas. Next week, I'm going to make you watch a movie that, and I am sorry to say, I haven't seen this movie. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys get mad at me when I pick movies I haven't seen. But this is like a big movie. This is like a big movie, guys. Yes. Next week, I'm going to take us back to 2009 when things were all right, all right, all right. (laughs) And make you all watch Ghosts of Girlfriends Past with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, we haven't done a McConaughey in a while. So your homework for next week is to watch Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. And just remember that they used to put Matthew McConaughey in every rom-com. That is true. For a time, they did. Yeah. And we're going to watch one. (laughs) We are, yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. Excellent. Well, whose review are you going to read this week, Mikey? We're going to read Ashgasm. Well, what does Ashgasm have to say? Oh, I don't like how you said that. (laughs) RTP for the win. Oh, thank you. Uh, They start with, obviously, I want to marry Mikey. Okay, obviously. She starts off with, obviously. Like, who doesn't want to marry Mikey? So many people (laughs) who have explicitly told me. That's true. After asking or just outright? Well, like, you know, talking about the future. You know how it is. I sadly, Mikey, I do know how that is. (laughs) (laughs) Comma, be best friends with Paige, Jake, Todd, and Natalie. Y'all are just the best. Why, thank you. Thank Thank you you for the awesome and hilarious entertainment. Y'all make my week between RTP and the horror virgin five stars well thank you so much ashgasm for that awesome five-star review and if you want to have mikey read your five-star review leave us a five-star review we'll have mikey read it for you so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts 
Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. christmas pleasion. Oh, that's good. I'm just going to say, have a great Christmas season and happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. As much as Mikey hates Thanksgiving, enjoy this day with your friends and or family. Enjoy eating the turkey. Or if you're just by yourself, go to Taco Bell. And enjoy the enjoy the day. I'm if you ready. don't celebrate Thanksgiving, also fully valid. Eat whatever you choose. Yeah, do whatever you want. I had Thanksgiving pizza the other night. That sounds amazing. I had mashed potatoes and I had dressing. It had drizzled of cranberry sauce. It was at Tailgate Brewery and it was fucking fantastic. Guys, I have to leave right now to go there. I, I gotta go. All Let's right. end this recording. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanksgiving pizza nerds. <laughs> Thank you.